Hi, I'm Sarah, and this is the podcast version of my weekly-ish newsletter called Sarah by the Season, where I explore a little bit of everything that's on my mind, but with a seasonal bent. Subscribe and learn more at sarahbythesason.com. This week's newsletter is titled, Where to Go From Here? Reflecting on the Summer of 2020. Since the year anniversary of George Floyd's murder on May 25th, there have been a thousand think pieces about the meaning and impact of Floyd's murder over the last few weeks, as there should be. On the day Floyd was murdered, Grant and I stripped our deck, a truly terrible job that I don't ever want to do again and which took far longer than we thought it would. Because it took so long, what I remember about the weeks following Floyd's murder and the subsequent protests around the world is that because we had to move our deck furniture up to the yard for several weeks, Grant and I would sit out in the middle of the yard, doom scrolling on our phones, having countless conversations about what had happened that day, sharing some new podcast or article that we'd listened to or read with a fresh perspective we hadn't considered before. Or, honestly, we spent many nights crying or raging over some new video that had surfaced during the protests. Grant and I had dipped our toes into anti-racism work after attending the Evolving Faith Conference in 2018, but we still had, and have, of course, so much work to do. Those days following Floyd's murder last year were like drinking from a fire hose, learning from and listening to so many people of color sharing their stories, their anger, their grief, trying to have honest conversations with friends and family members about what about what was going on while standing up for our black neighbors and friends, trying to figure out in what ways and how much to tell our kids. And all of this while in the midst of hitting 100,000 dead from COVID in the U.S. alone. I've struggled since the peak of the protests last summer, especially as we see the polls that show how white people's support of Black Lives Matter has plummeted since the summer, about what work each of us is called to do, and most importantly, how we sustain a movement. I was talking to Victoria Lors my spiritual director, last week about the sustainability piece of activism. She said that a problem on the right is the deniability of the problems, and that the problem on the left is that there is little allowance for evolution on the topic, meaning that if you don't have it exactly right, and who does really, don't even try. Obviously, the denial that is prevalent on the right is dangerous, toxic, and does not leave any space for growth and healing. But the black and the white thinking on the left stalls movement too. It doesn't allow us to show up and make mistakes. It holds us to impossible standards. Victoria pointed out that what we used to hold communally, we're now expecting people to hold as individuals. In previous, especially indigenous cultures, the entire community held the work that needed to be done, which might go a little something like this in my imagination. Since Sarah is passionate about caring for the natural world, she does that work and tells those stories. Laura experienced a school shooting and gives her time and resources to pass senior gun laws. Terry advocates for LGBTQ youth in our community. Grant coaches basketball and teaches the kids about leadership and kindness on and off the court. Tom shows up to the school board meeting to argue in favor of teaching critical race theory in schools. Individually, we all still do our best because our healing is all wrapped up in everyone and everything else's. But when we're participating in communities that are doing the work, we can go deeper into our own passions, interests, and things that bring us life. And crucially, we have time to rest and find joy too, which are a big part of why we're here. We can communally be more sustainable because we're pursuing the kinds of activism that we were individually built for, instead of each trying to do it all. One of the reasons I still go to church, despite having quite a few hang-ups about it these days, is because I want to participate in a community that is doing this healing work. I can't carry it all by myself, but I can lean on and learn from others in community. We've tried the more individualistic, patriarchal methods, and we've seen where that has gotten us. I'm hopeful that despite the polling that last summer and the pandemic broke something open in us societally that will allow us to move toward more rebirth and integration. 
I only shared the main part of the newsletter for my rants and raves and stuff worth sharing around the interwebs each week. Check out the full newsletter at sarahbytheseason.com. Thanks for listening and cheers to noticing your community or communities in the week.